Welcome to Donctini, episode number 84. On today's show, Simone explores new frontiers of misplaced logic. Steffi has had it with humorousless feminists. And The Onion is so smart, it's creepy. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm dong okay, thank you. Uh, mini pregnancy report. It's like the, the third trimester just kicked off right Ooh. on time, and I'm having trouble walking all of a sudden. Are you really? So, well, like the muscles inside my hips, uh, I guess they, the, what? The, my hip muscles, like they just oh. hurt really badly. Like, and I guess it's the tendons oh, getting ready I to. That deliver so they just opening up it's like could my brain communicate that we're you know 99% getting a c-section and we don't really need this but it's not nice yeah Yeah, yeah. so (laughs) so that's where I'm at all of a sudden I come otherwise I still feel great still jolly but I'm having trouble walking and and I had tea with uh with our friend Tommy on on Saturday and we uh and we were talking about you know we just kind of share our you know our troubles and whatnot and she's six weeks ahead so I was learning things from her and I'm just now like we're audibly grunting and not feeling bad about it like you sit down and go (laughs) and then when you get up you grunt even more I bet yeah because normally I realize like you don't don't, you don't feel the desire to grunt so much but if you did you'd feel like you needed to suppress it you know but now I'm just like fuck this (laughs) 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 just let it out it feels good it's such a relief somehow anyway so that's right I'm grunting so you (laughs) (laughs) you I took my test on Saturday and test again i haven't heard my results i don't hear it for a week but i feel like it went well oh you did okay yeah but that's the problem because i feel like it goes well every time that i don't pass it yeah 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 and you know then we get to wait five to seven days so that sucks so bad but well i didn't get to give you a coffee hat like i promised the last time you took the test i said i would provide you with the coffee hat but you told me about it the day before so i didn't have time to provide you with a, with a coffee hat um <laughs> so, yeah i, I don't know like how you possibly could have got through it without you. it but oh you had four well let's see um david made me coffee before i drove i was in tacoma it started at 7 a.m so i got up at 4 45 in the morning on a saturday um, oh I had a, I had a frappuccino like in a bottle. I had a espresso double shot, and then I had a <laughs> like a tall boy rock star. <laughs> See, this shit ain't right. You're doomed to fail starting a test at 7 a.m. That's it's what just... I feel. But then I have to start work at 7 a.m. and I'm doing the same thing. So <laughs> that's true. Someone I don't know who's behind all this, but. Um, yeah, I drove down to Tacoma, which is not my favorite place. They have a paper mill there, and it smells like ass, and they call it the Tacoma Aroma. Oh, but, gosh. I think... Um, oh, no, they have one also in Salem, Oregon. Oh, and I remember probably. when we were driving through there, there's a Simpsons where they, like... They, Homer turns the whole town into a dump, so they pick up the whole town and move it, like, a few miles <laughs> in another direction. And on their way out, he says, so long, stink town. And that's what I say when I'm leaving Salem, Oregon. <laughs> 
I like to say, I don't, I don't remember the scenario other than Homer talking about how to write a breakup note. And he goes, dear baby, welcome to Dumpsville. Population, you. you. <laughs> so I like to say that when I'm mad at David. <laughs> no, I, can I say, also love that, love that 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 postcard he sent uh, Marge when he was, I think he visited some sort of duff place. He was like, dear Marge, you've got a butt that won't quit. Five dollars, get out of here. <laughs> it just trails off. <laughs> <laughs> like trails off in a postcard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that takes some doing. It does. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to hear about your test next week. Good. Uh, uh, I like. Uh. I like that I'm dragging the Dongtini community through this. <laughs> this I know, total right? Ordeal with me though. <laughs> Thank you for being on the ride. <laughs> I was like sitting there taking that test. I was giving makeovers in my head to every woman in that room because they all were wearing sweatshirts and literal mom jeans with like a 12 inch oh. zipper, you know, really poorly placed top pockets and, you know, back pockets and t- a tapered ankle and, you know, white Reeboks, like that sort of thing. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> every single one of them. Uh, oh, boy. That's maybe that's why I keep failing this test. <laughs> If the people were dressed well, that would distract you too. Um, so I just want to say, following on from last week, um, uh, there was concern on my part that um, Bunyan, see, I didn't fully explain, but Bunyan, when she starts laughing about stuff, she totally loses her shit and she just yes. starts like crying and her face just goes all red and she can't even, I don't even know if she functions really. And sometimes I make her laugh accidentally while she's having dinner and, and then she nearly chokes on her dinner. Yes. <laughs> I love so this feature is- in a person. Yes, exactly. And it's so funny because when I'm doing it while she's eating, um, like, I, I don't mean to. I'll just, we'll just be talking and I say something funny and she loses it. And then my mom's sitting there and she's Sri Lankan, right? So she's like, stop, this child will choke. But <laughs> she yells at me for making her laugh. But her saying stop or this child will choke just makes her laugh even more. So at the end when Bunyan finally give, regains her composure, she's yelling at mom for making it worse. <laughs> So anyway, and uh, and anyways, you you, one day you will see this transpire. So yeah, maybe yeah. I don't think I made a laugh to that extent while we ate when we were hanging out last year. This time last year, in fact. Um, But uh, yeah, during uh, his listening this afternoon, uh, Ben Parsons from the Grapes of Red tweeted, "Bunyan, we want you to live." (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if anyone was concerned about Bunyan's welfare, she called me the same day the episode came out and I just said this <laughs> and like and I'm dealing with all this stuff trying to book my family's holiday trip out here oh, for the no. birds so so I'm all this stuff is going on and I'm worried that you know people are going to get cranky and stuff and I hear this <laughs> you'll be happy to know I made it to work and I was like oh my god what happened because I totally forgot about the episode and I thought yeah. something really bad oh, happened crap. and then I realized she was actually crying and laughing still from yes. listening to the whole bunion thing transpired on the show so anyway but she did make it so so good on you Bunyan go ahead yeah last episode you kept saying I know Bunyan is like crashing off the road into a telegraph pole right now sorry Bunyan yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it really was hard for her so just when outside people are talking about Bunyan I think that just makes it extra hilarious for her so (laughs) outside people outside people it's just you know just like just someone in it just blah 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 talking about and pondering on bunion it's too much pondering on bunion 
Anyway, um, so uh, I haven't talked about it in a while, but if you go to dongtini.com before you buy something on Amazon um, and click on the link, which says if you're buying something for Christmas, because I need to change it back since after Christmas. Yeah, but yeah, it'll still do the same thing. But yeah, if you click on that link and then go to... Um, Amazon and then make your purchase we get a little kickback and we just got a lovely check for uh, for all the people who had bought stuff after going through our link so thank you everyone who did that keep it up and uh, we we enjoy receiving these checks and it helps us pay for, for our production costs so <laughs> thank lots you of guys gun oil lube. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that <laughs> um, but speaking of Amazon I wanted to mention uh you know, as I've said before, I've been shopping for strollers and all this shit. All this stuff, I'm like reading reviews of baby crap I have to buy. So many fucking people review things that they haven't even used yet. You know, like that, wow. that whole Mark Driscoll thing, you know? Like he was encouraging people <laughs> just to write reviews. Book. Yeah, I haven't read yeah. it, but I love him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'll get these people like, you know, I want to buy a stroller. I want to know that I'm going to break in three months, six months, nine months, a year, you know? So, I just got this stroller today. It's adorable. I can't wait till my little one is born to use it. Oh Fuck my you. God. I don't give a shit. I can see the picture. It's cute. I got it. These people's child isn't even born. Is born to use it. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Five that stars. is not helpful. Five I'm stars. Guessing. Thank you. Five and then stars. people check it as helpful. <laughs> Say that again. People check. Yes, this was helpful. No, oh. it's not fucking helpful. God. And then I found this review. I was looking at this tummy butter, you know, because I'm really trying to avoid getting stretch marks. Tummy butter. And, 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 and there's this review like, I've been using this every day since I found out I was pregnant. I'm six months now and I still don't have a stretch mark. It's like, your baby is going to grow like three times the size, maybe more, yep. like six times the size in the next three months, you dumb bitch. I don't <laughs> care if you don't have any stretch marks at six months. I want to know what happened after all was said and done. You stupid, stupid <laughs> bitch. Shove your five fucking stars up your ass. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, these are. Oh yeah, this, then that was the most helpful review, I might add. And I luckily it was seven wow. out of seven. And another one had nine out of ten. So I, I made hers not helpful and made the other one that actually was after the pregnancy as helpful. And now that one's the most helpful. But I was so mad that that was the most helpful. This stupid bitch. Oh my god, that's so funny. What what are they thinking? They're not actually reviewing this stuff. It hasn't even had time to work yet. I know, I they're just the so enthusiastic my and so... I can't wait for her to be born. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only six months. I don't have any stretch marks yet. Yeah, I didn't get mine until like the seventh or eighth month. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. I've, I've had people getting them in the last few weeks, you know? Uh. So just... Oh, these people, they're just full of themselves. They can't wait to share their banal opinions. <laughs> oh, mother I mean, I, love, I like writing reviews, but I wait till I really have something to say. Not, oh, this is so great. Five stars. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. The one Amazon review I've ever written was that Mark Driscoll one, and I stayed up all night, and then I called in sick to work because I really wanted to put my heart into it. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, you I'm know? committed. 
you are committed. You deserved that most popular review, you know? <laughs> Not these fucking people. Anyway, so um, so uh, I had a, uh, you know, I, I caught up with someone uh, recently and I hadn't seen them in a while. And I just kind of want to talk about this phenomenon. I've known a few people like this in my life where there's someone who seems to really be fond of you, really like you and just make you feel loved when they talk to you and about you. But when you talk about yourself, like, you know, things of like major interest in your life, they're like listening to you like they're watching TV and you're just like interrupting except there's no TV on you're just sitting around having a conversation and they can't listen or absorb anything you say do you know did you have any people like this in your life that you have to deal with that like give you all this love except listening <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about I'm sorry what were you saying I wasn't listening <laughs> fully my heart sank for a moment there <laughs> I was like, what? Um, yeah, I think that I felt like that way with a lot of family members. Yeah. Um, but, and you, but well, family and members, co-workers, it's almost like, like people a... that you, I can't do anything about, like family and co-workers. I've felt yeah. that way before. Um, no one I really choose to be around does that to me. So yeah. that's good. Um, yeah. But there, I mean, there's, um, you know, a couple people that I've worked with in the past where it's this common complaint and we all go oh gosh she did it again you know or she's talking over you or talking past you and she kind of smiles and nods and you can tell she's zoning out <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah what what about you do you have this with friends or more yeah, co-workers well, one was a co-worker that became a friend that I would see outside of work and you know I visited her in the hospital when her baby was born you know we became actual friends mm. but you know she you know was just you know just seemed to love me she came to, when I left to come to America she came to the airport like Aww. with gifts and my family it's like it's just my family and this one like she was like so oh, I'm gonna miss you like just so loved me but then like whenever I would talk you would just be like yep 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 just finish what you're saying because oh, I've dear. got something else to say just all the time every oh, single yeah. time you know it was never yeah. and it's like how do you even why do you like me because I can't imagine where you gathered any information about me because you're never <laughs> listening when I'm sharing it so I mean I, I know I'm I'm likable but how did you figure it out you know because I didn't feel like oh, you ever funny. got the chance yeah and then yeah just a few days ago I was like talking to somebody and telling them some like important stuff you know to do with my pregnancy which they seem to be interested in but as soon as I'm talking just zone out zone out uh. don't react sort of to the sort of major thing I was saying and then talk yeah. about something that's clearly not as important as what I just said just you know like you know you would you know you sort of manage to balance a conversation you don't jump to something else when somebody said something serious you know mm -hmm. so yeah it's just weird but this person like shows me so much love you know hmm. like when they're talking but again it's them it's like this they, they're standing on a pedestal and professing love for you but <laughs> not not really showing it in a way you know of just oh, listening that's so interesting yeah it's like less less talking about loving me and just listen and that would be more loving than saying this stuff you know what i yeah. mean seriously so, well isn't just, that like but they, they seem sincere, women's complaints so about men like yeah yeah um, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I know of a few ADD friends in particular who are pretty hardcore that 
I just don't expect yes. anything from them because I know that they're on meds for their ADD. Right, right. And they weren't even able to sit still long enough to take the test <laughs> for the ADD. Which, true story, which is, I think is funny. But um, yeah, yeah. But you can't really have a relationship with someone like that. And you know, they also don't act like they really like me that much. So there's that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just hard because when somebody's saying, talking the talk, you feel like an obligation to this friendship and this relationship but the actual relationship yeah. part is kind of not functioning well like so. going to the hospital when she had her baby and, and her coming to the airport when you left for America like those are a big deal that seems pretty hardcore so yeah that, yeah that would be hard to you know try to dismiss or say, or balance out with the not listening so yeah that's yeah. a dilemma it is hmm. a dilemma so I just I just it's a it's a way of it's obviously a, t a way of thinking and functioning that I can't wrap my head around. So, yeah, yeah. if anyone else has uh, no similar things or has any more understanding of this personality type, do uh, mm. shoot us a comment or call the Dong line at 323-301-DONG. Dong is a wiener. Thank you. Now, uh, <laughs> now we've talked a bunch about feminism a while back, and we kind of let that fall by the wayside, but you have something new to share. Do share. Yes. Um, I have have a perspective on feminism that I feel isn't talked about very much. And you and I were talking about it a few episodes ago. We brought it up from time to time on here where we feel like um, a lot of feminists don't approach the issue with kindness. And right. um, because they're angry and they should be. So that's yeah. a touchy subject, um, I think, because people really want to emphasize their right to be angry, which we support. I know Definitely. Simone sports. Um, but also, what are you trying to get at? You know, what's the end goal? Um, are you just yes. going to spout your anger or do you want to try to narrow the, the gap and try to um, get us all on the same page, like with all civil rights? And um, so anyway, on Friday, it was International Women's Day. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I, I saw um, some tweets about it. It was like the unplugging day. I sort of yeah. I knew it was happening, but I didn't uh, exactly. engage in it. I had a vagina throughout the day. I thought that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those things require upkeep. Good God. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, my friend Justin, who's hilarious and he lives in Austin, he put on his Facebook wall, he goes, It's International Women's Day. Honor every woman you can see. Um, sorry, it's International Women's Day. Honor every woman you see by hugging her. Suddenly, then run away before she can thank you. <clears throat> and so, you know, a couple people liked it. And then this woman who is a very abrasive um, voice um, on feminist matters, she commented, that's also known as assault. Oh, my God. And I've, my interactions with her have consistently been that she, you know, does not employ humor um doesn't seem to read it kind of wants to be vindictive about these things right. so i commented that's not assault please come hug me justin that was my comment yeah and that's all you know that was pretty restrained like i didn't want to call out this woman really but that was all i was going to put on there well yeah um some a mutual friend wrote on my wall my facebook wall like five minutes later she goes just for your information even mildly aggressive even mildly aggressive physical contact, embraces included, that is not previously consented to is assault, especially by strangers. The more you know. Oh. And I was in no mood. When I got that, I was like, oh, I just, I feel this whole approach as being humorless and harmful. And so I wrote, please don't comment on my wall again. I don't appreciate that. And she's, yeah. she's, she wrote a bunch of question marks. She's like, why? Because it's corrective. There's no ill intent. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I replied, because it's condescending and incorrect and harmful. When we categorize hugs given that weren't invited as assault, we become part of the problem. When my grandma hugs me and I'm not in the mood, it's not assault. When someone hugs me, I don't know. I take it in the spirit it's intended. If what you said about there is no ill intent and what you just wrote on my wall is true, then we have to apply it to things like hugs that we didn't express formal consent to receive. Oh, perfectly worded. Thank you. Well, she goes, (laughs) not everyone will respond positively to a man they didn't know running up to them and hugging them is what I was talking about. I think the begrudging irritation is a better term for what happens when someone you know hugs you and you're not into it. I totally agree with that. And so I wrote, Justin was using something called humor and irony. This sort of hyperactive demonizing of the smallest gestures and jokes makes me want to distance myself from feminism as far as I can. Yes. She goes, well, I would personally pepper spray any dude bigger than me, and it's not a difficult feat, running up to me and making it hard or impossible to move. That's not feminism, really. It's women's safety in question. I'm speaking yeah. as someone who is verbally assaulted almost daily by dudes walking to work, so I possibly am a special case, but I don't really think so. So I go, I work in the Harborview emergency room. I'm very familiar with assault and boundary violations by men. There's a difference between being overly cautious and demonizing someone's intentions. I have very little patience for this sort of thing because I view it as extremely harmful. Yeah. And so she, you know, I've been trained in what to do when a crazy person comes at you. <laughs> and and I, I deal with it. So I go on to say, it's a loaded topic for me because I deal with the mechanics of assault at work 40 hours a week. And I also run a forum for spiritual abuse survivors. And I've seen the demonizing of intent to be a very harmful factor in recovery. For society to make any progress, boundaries are as essential as humor. Justin was, a, was clearly joking about running up and hugging women on the street in honor of Women's Day. And when people in turn label such jokes as invitation to assault, it sets the women's bo- movement back years and years and drives a deeper wedge between gender gender relations i have no patience for that kind of thing so she was saying she went on to say i totally understand i'm just honestly trying to open up conversation i'm not sorry for my opinion but if if i made you feel weird i regret that no so i said i appreciate that i just think that i think about this stuff all day and i see so much harm being done to the movement by people who instantly comment that is assault on the joke you post about hugs so here she goes, oh, please, I think it's bullshit for you to blame me for harming a movement I, I constantly try to work on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, that kind of surprised me. Um, but I go, I'm only pointing out a way I see you setting the movement back, which is what I also think you were doing to me in my in your initial comment on my wall. And she goes, are you right. fucking kidding me? <laughs> I go, nope. <laughs> I go, I didn't take it as you insulting me. I took it to be an approach I strongly disagree with and as being harmful. And then by then, some other people were kind of chiming in. And um, My friend Josiah goes, I just hugged a female coworker who came back from maternity leave, and I'm pretty sure I initiated the exchange without prior consent. At what point can we stop denying our basic humanity? And I go, that sounds like assault, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> And then my friend um, Danica commented about her husband deals with domestic violence cases. He's a defense attorney, and um, you know she feels that this issue also divides the issue between the sexes. And and then at this point, a lot of people were kind of piling on, and and this poor girl goes, "Thanks a lot for just ganging up on me." And then like <laughs> the point, like nothing else was going to get done. But um, so that's how I celebrated International Women's Day. <laughs> wow. Um, but I just, I had another run in with these same feminists today because I expressed support on Twitter for a man named Hugo Schweizer, who is, he's a feminist voice. He's a professor of medieval history, but he also has a voice in women's rights because he, um, he feels that he has been an abuser in the past and he wants to reform. And, um, he went public a couple years ago about how he tried to strangle his girlfriend while he was drunk in, I think it was 98. And then since then he got sober 
and totally reform, you know, wants to reform. Um, no more convictions. He's, you know, talking about his sketchy sexual behavior in the past. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's, you know, bless him for wanting to change. And he's, you know, really good voice for these things. He writes for The Atlantic and Jezebel a lot, but a lot of um, the feminist community consider him persona non grata. And so mm-hmm. I tweeted today, I'm like, if he's considered persona non grata by the feminist community, then I want to be considered persona non grata by the feminist community because you have to allow for rehabilitation and acknowledge good intent in people who yeah. don't continue to express these views. Like, I feel <clears throat> this, you know, these same people who react without humor consistently try to pound this guy like if you google anything you see all and you know they are just they really want to vilify him and i'm like okay what about you know people changing people can change and you need to use your intuition you need to use reasoning and your critical thinking skills to see if someone is really going to continue to be harmful that you absolutely need to engage in that but you can't just you know completely go after someone who really seems to want to be making a difference so I spent some yeah. time today kind of reading some articles on him and people's reaction to him. And um, I just feel really strongly that there needs to be another voice in feminism that, you know, will speak up for, for this sort of thing. So I think, I mean, I read some of the links you gave me about him. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my feelings, I think what I'm seeing the problem is being for those women is that this guy was an abuser and and, and I, one of them said it's like, you know, you know, rehabilitation is important and, you know, it's sort of like, it wasn't, it wasn't, making a black or white answer on on you know whether he should be attacked for this or not but what i think is hard for them is that you go from uh being uh being the the perpetrator and then you get put up on this pedestal and i think it mm-hmm. might be hard for to see somebody who who did all this stuff to not just be rehabilitated and be a voice but to be like just get so highly regarded i think that's mm-hmm why it might be hard for them for people to see their you know their you know what represents their abuser is hooray three cheers you know for him <laughs> do you know what i mean and i'm yeah, thinking that might be the that. problem so it's i think it's it, it it blurs where their ability to forgive and 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 be pro rehabilitation and um and remorse and and saying okay well we that's good but we we he doesn't get to be touted as some sort of hero now you know i think i think that's hmm. where the problem might lie I, yeah so. i think i see them doing that too and yeah. um because i love scared straight it's that show i don't even know what network it's on i love the original movie scared straight from the 70s where they take these juvenile delinquents in new jersey to a state penitentiary with all these lifers and they're uh-huh. like this is what prison's life you, prison life is like you get to um here's some guy getting fucked in the ass all night and you hear that you hear that <laughs> screaming you know and they're like just scaring them so bad and so then they go back and see these people 10 years later who've gotten gotten on the right path because they were scared straight but um they made yeah. a little show out of it now and it's still airing and i really love it because these women and, and also men like are you know each take a juvenile delinquent kind of under their arm under their wing for a day and they say you know don't make the decisions i did and I don't know. There's something touching about that that I kind of feel is going on with the, you know, used to be perpetrator and now he's an advocate. Oh, definitely. So I think there's, there's a that, huge place for that. Dismiss. I just, I just yeah, think yeah, it's I just, just that he, they, they seem to be upset that he's too highly regarded, that he's transcended it too yeah. much. And huh. I think um, that might be the problem, you know. I can but see I mean, that. there's some people that won't, won't want to forgive him at all. Like that, like the person you were fighting with on, in that comment thread, but just not 
not wanting to like I think you really hit the nerve we you said you're hurting your own movement you know because yeah. that's that's not what she wants to hear she wants to think that everything right. she says and does <laughs> is helping it and somebody just told her you're, you're you're doing it a disservice and she totally is you know yeah. I can see so what she's what she's trying to say I, I but that. it's hard to hear and yeah. yeah it's just it gets so convoluted and trying to sort of rein in how you feel versus what's best versus what other people are trying to do as well and make it all cohesive mm-hmm. yes so. it's, a, it's a messy thing because all these people are coming at from different stages and that the word triggering where people remind you of past issues um, yes. situations you've been in i mean that all comes into play and there was one woman today one of these people i put in the humorless feminist category who goes i'm going to go self-harm now because of this conversation <laughs> And like, you know, some people were like, that's the most manipulative thing you could say. And other people are like, you want me to give you some tips? (laughs) (laughs) Not funny. Terrible. But funny. So um, I just, uh, yeah, I'm just glad that we can at least talk about this. And I don't have a solution besides that we just need to be able to to talk about more. So, yay, we're getting to do that. I think Um, think at least we can agree at least you, we, you and I can agree. Well, we are pretty much in agreement on all this sort of stuff. But that these anyone—it's not—it's not what your opinion is. But if you're shutting people out and you know making it so that they're not sort of having a real conversation about the stuff, you're not helping. I don't think that's helping mm-hmm. at all. It's not that your feelings are wrong or your opinion is wrong. If it's different, it's that how you're engaging in that is is going to be yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's so true. That's it right there. What you just said. I think it just—that's yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah, because I go feeling that yeah that a hug is assault. Okay, to me that's extreme, but on the one hand it's like no, I can. There's a gentler way to say that where you could say you know, you know that might threaten totally. some people instead of just like attacking someone like how dare you you're yes. you're assaulting people. It's like you know it's just you know you can that convey that point. Consistent approach. They consistently I feel like they want someone to feel small and so they're like that's assaultive. You're an abuser. Stephanie Drury yeah. is a bigot. You know, these are the same people that got really upset when I used the that word that starts with T and ends in Tranny. Y <laughs> a few weeks ago. So. Yep. <sighs> well, uh, another another good discussion on feminism. Good on us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just briefly wanted to mention, uh, listener Emily posted, uh, she tried to post it on the Dong Teeny Facebook page, but it didn't post, so she posted it on my wall. But it was a, a picture of a dog teeny. Did you see this picture? <laughs> no. It's a picture of a dog, you know, when they have put the cone around their neck so that yes. they can't, you know, like, you know, scratch themselves. That. But but they put, someone put like a stick with like three foam giant olives on it. And so it looked like a cocktail. <laughs> The dog teeny. So anyway, it was so cute. Poor dog. So it's like I can't believe I never saw that before. Like a, a dog looking like a like a martini. But anyway, so I'll post a picture of that on the uh, on the page. Because um, one of my things is that I just love dogs wearing cones. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I me. forgot. Well, this one has got to be your favorite then. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for that. Um, now, in the Onion uh, during the week, um, when was this from? March fourth. <laughs> uh, the the headline was "Child Who Just Lost Balloon Begins Lifelong Battle with Depression." <laughs> and I and I 
shared this on my wall and it, I think it really hit a nerve with people because oh really yeah because I just think like you know it's I, I think uh, I, I had a balloon incident when I was a child so I'll share this but you know um, it says San Diego shortly after losing grip of a helium filled balloon and watching it float into the air above San Diego Zoo Tuesday local child Caleb Tremont three reportedly began a battle with chronic depression that will last for the rest of his life <laughs> I think that's about when my depression started, so that sounds Seriously. about Seriously. Right. <laughs> Through some traumatic incident like that. Before Tremont even realized what was happening, sources confirmed the balloon's ribbon slipped from his hand, drifting up and out of reach and etching into his memory an image that years later will come to represent the overwhelming despair at the core of his life-defining mental illness. <laughs> I knew you so would love poetic. this. I know it is. <laughs> No, the balloon, said Tremont, who as an adult will work with his physician and several psychiatrists to find a suitable combination of, oh of anxiolytic and psychotropic medicines to kill the disease's debilitating symptoms, ultimately turning into an over-medicated and unresponsive husk. It's flying away. <laughs> Come back out of the toddler who will never feel husk? entirely happy or normal again. What's that? <laughs> Did you say unresponsive husk? Yes, they did. <laughs> so I had an incident with the with a balloon when I was a kid. My mom used to go on these trade shows. She'd go out of town for a couple of days. And I think she mm. came back with these two balloons. And one, oh. Bynum probably won't remember this because I think she was probably just a bit too young. She might have been like two or three. So that would have made me uh, four or five. But anyway, so there was like an incredible Hulk balloon for me. And this oh. other one with like these two little cartoon mice on. I don't think they were of any known cartoon. They were just random mice. And they had, it was like red with like hearts or something on it. Like they were in love or something. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> and, and I was holding her balloon. I don't know why we were standing near an open window. But anyway. <laughs> yes. So I was holding it. And I don't. I didn't mean to like let it go. Like I, I knew I was doing it, but I kind of let it go for a second just to see what would happen. And it flew oh. out the window. Oh. And my dad got in the car and was like driving down the, down the highway trying to catch the balloon. Your dad drove to chase the balloon down? He did. That's and, so and precious. It was. And I felt like it was, wasn't my balloon. It was Bunyan's balloon. So I just oh. felt really bad. Because as it was happening, I really didn't mean to do it. I wasn't like, I'm going to let this balloon out the window I think I just wanted to just let it go for a second you know but it got away from me and, and I just always felt bad and I've, I've not this this balloon story only reminded me but it's not like I haven't thought of it from time to time throughout the years so that's why it really resonated with me and all my mental issues I was like oh I wonder if that balloon is part of everything it might have been this onion story triggered you. Yes. Who so yeah, and that's why when I posted, other people were like, like I don't know, it didn't necessarily have to be balloons, but other, I could tell other people were like responding to some incident like that that was traumatic that probably haunted oh. them their whole lives. Oh, well, I'm remembering now. Like there was always a family story about how when I was four or something, I let go of my balloon and it flew away in the sky, and I said, "My balloon's going to heaven to be with Jesus." Oh. Because that's where I was told Jesus lived. Aww. <laughs> In heaven. With 
That must have been very comforting. Um, listen to yeah. Zetha. She um, she said that her, I think her three year old recently lost a balloon, and they told him that the the, the balloon had gone to the moon, and uh, to try and make him feel better. And I said I said he's gonna eventually realize that you, that wasn't true, and it will be the beginning of his trust issues as he realizes his parents <laughs> lied to him. Seriously, <laughs> holy. Yeah, but. Gosh, so yeah, lost balloons. They're very haunting. <laughs> yeah, because it must have happened to almost everyone. Yeah, but this balloon was special because it had characters on it. It wasn't just an ordinary balloon. Yeah, and I felt bad every time I looked at my Hulk balloon because I still had my balloon Aww. and Bunyan didn't have her balloon. But yeah. Anyway, thank you, Onion, for helping me uh, confront my, um, my mental <laughs> issues. <laughs> Now, Stephanie, I understand that you have a piece of Taco Bell news. Think outside the bun. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't had any Taco Bell news in a while. We haven't. Um, So I found this news story. Some Taco Bell fans are angry after they couldn't get their hands on the chain's new tacos made with Cool Ranch Dorito shells a day early. (laughs) fast food chain had announced on Facebook this week that the fans would be able to buy its highly anticipated Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Tacos on Wednesday, a day earlier than planned. But then some fans began posting on the Facebook page complaining that their local restaurants didn't have them yet. They said that they were told by local employees that the tacos wouldn't be available until Thursday. Very disappointed, one fan wrote. Boo to you, wrote another. One fan posted a letter to the chain online detailing how he and his friend made a trip to their local Taco Bell after midnight on Wednesday to get their first taste of the new tacos. He said they ended up getting the regular Doritos Locos tacos because they were basically committed anyway. (laughs) Taco Bell apologized in a statement that it was humbled by the overwhelming response. The chain said that it wanted to assure fans that Cool Ranch Doritos Locos tacos will be available nationwide Thursday. It said it was working towards having all participating restaurants honor the early release for the remainder of Wednesday. Meanwhile, other posts on Taco Bell's Facebook page mock those who are complaining, Oh my god, all of you shut up, it's just a taco, one person wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And this concludes Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. Gosh. <laughs> this isn't Facebook watchdog, Stephanie. I know, that was the wrong segment. <laughs> I just wanted to try it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to let one out. <laughs> Yay. Um, actually, I went to... Now, listen, anyone judging me, I've not been going to Taco Bell during the pregnancy, like, just maybe once a month or less, just because, you know, it's just, I don't feel right. I don't eat the meat there, obviously, so, you know, it's not too bad. But I did happen to go there on Thursday, and I did happen to see the um, uh, the Cool Ranch uh, taco, and I didn't get it, because I just thought, I, I, I don't think I should be eating that while I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, you're so good. I just, I just didn't realize that it was the day it came out, so maybe then I might have felt compelled to try it. But Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't have anyway. to happen to be the same Taco Bell that we went to to try their um, their freshness line. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't go to that one very often. That one's like as closer to my house, but no, this is the one that's right near my work. So. Remember how we recorded that conversation of those people, and no, then I that know. lady yelled at us. That was a good episode, guys. You should go back and find that one. <laughs> yes, that was episode number fifty-four, July two thousand and twelve. <laughs> 
So do check that out. Um, now, Stephanie, what were we talking about? Were you talking about some movie that you saw? And then I said, I don't really watch movies like that. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. a movie like that Scary since The movies. Ring. And then you yes. said, you had a story about when you saw The Ring I in have the, the best story about when I saw The Ring. That movie, you know, from 10 years ago or something with Naomi Watts, who said, you know, the, the plot was that if you see the ring, a ring on a screen, then within three days you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so David and I were, we were back home where I'm from in Texas, and we went to this theater that luckily was chock full of black people who were very, very fun to watch movies with. But we're watching the ring and everyone's scared and everyone's animated. And halfway through the movie, all of a sudden, you see a ring appear really brightly on the screen, and then everything turns white, and the lights are out, and everyone's going, <gasps> and it turned out that the projector had burned a hole through the film. And we all saw a ring, and they're like, everybody, please be seated. We can give you your money back, but we will resume the film shortly, and we're all just going, Oh, it was the best. Wow. That's amazing. That was a very memorable movie event. <laughs> but I was um, talking about a movie that's on Netflix Instant right now that I really liked called The Innkeepers. And if you like scary movies, I really like this one. It's directed by the same guy who did House of the Devil. And I was talking about that on here recently because the credits and the direction and the music are amazing. It feels like so period 80s, even though it's it's a really new movie. So... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, The Innkeepers. If you like really scary movies, a lot of people don't though. So um, I, I don't how- just. I think I just can't be bothered with them since like okay. I thought The Ring was really stupid when I saw it. You know, so it's just to me. Like I used to be really into horror movies when I was a teenager, yeah. and I used to, like I used to, like old old horror movies and Vincent Price movies. But then after I was just like, yeah, these are just all stupid. So I just stopped oh. watching them. Yeah, like they don't scare me or anything. I think they just seem lame. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I mean, I have no interest in seeing them. So Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What did you think of Silence of the Lambs? Because we were watching that again the other night. Well, that's more of a thriller, isn't it? So yeah. I'm not opposed to that. But um, yeah, I like that. But I haven't seen that since I've been an adult. I probably saw them when I was a teenager. And I probably would appreciate it more now, I would think. But. Yeah, it won like seven Oscars or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think that transcends the like the horror scary movie genre. So Yeah. I guess that's what I'm talking about when I say scary movies. Because I I mean I never watched Nightmare on Elm Street or any of the Jason right. movies or whatever those are like those are just kind of. I've never too seen silly. the Jason movies, but um but yeah, I was way into Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? I had a, I had I a fake Freddy Krueger glove and everything and a mask. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how committed you are when you're a fan of something. I know. You buy oh, all the God. paraphernalia and you mark your body. <laughs> I remember at um, one of the Supergrass shows um, on their merch table, they had super, Supergrass underwear. And you're like, I'm getting that. Like, there's no question. You're just immediately going to buy the Supergrass underwear. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. It's like, oh my God, if there's underwear or anything that I love, I have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a thong, because I don't believe in thongs. Oh, I don't believe in thongs either. Yeah. Okay, so um, so I guess we're just about done, but I, I would like to mention that I had a cake. Uh, last Yay. week we talked about cakes, which I'm not going to explain in great length because you just listened to last week's episode, but it's when you momentarily think something uh, 
stupid, but it makes sense logically <laughs> in a way. But it's it's like a very brief thought on my sister Stephanie, and you think it for months. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> I, um, so this is we have all these albums, LPs stacked in front of our stereo, and um, and we have hardwood floors. So sometimes the ones in the front kind of just slide onto the floor and end up flat on the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the cats, you know, if they stand on top of it, they kind of knock it down. So this there's this Keith Moon album that Greg had in front, and it keeps sliding down flat onto the floor, and I have to keep picking it up, which is hard being a fat pregnant lady. So anyway, <laughs> so yesterday I picked it up, and then I noticed these big scratches on it on the cover. And I was like, I didn't see these before because I've like picked it up so many times now. And then I noticed, I looked closer, and I'm like, there's tape on it. And I was like, oh, maybe the cats did this and tried to cover it up. <laughs> That's weird you said Keith, you talked about Keith Moon because today on the bus I saw a guy who looked exactly like him. Exactly wow. like Keith Moon. He had like a page boy haircut and everything, but he's like in his wow. 50s. So he's really wrinkled. And I'm like, it's probably about what Keith Moon would look like today. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I wish you got a picture. Love a good I know. You know what? I've gotten less brave about taking pictures of strangers in public. Yeah, I've noticed your stranger picture um, output is really declining. Back down. I know. I started to feel mean after I saw, yeah. you know. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, so uh, please visit dongteeny.com for a picture of the dog teeny and anything else relating to this episode that we can pull together. So uh, please uh, like us on Facebook. And yes, and remember to click the Amazon link at dongteeny.com before you go shopping on Amazon. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone.
podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.